This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersections of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Ray Saragosa, musician, roller skater, artist, ice cream enthusiast. <laughs> and you can find my work on IG at, at Ray Saragosa. And I'm Erica Elon. I'm an oil painter, a TikTok enthusiast, <laughs> and a photographer. You can find my work on IG at, at Erica Elon. This week, we're going to be discussing creating while in solitude, and we have a guest interviewee and the photographer of the sublime, Tiana Arviso. They said if I wanna make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I wanna create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. So we're here for episode four. It's episode four already, which is Yay. crazy. It's really hot here mm-hmm. it's i feel bad complaining though because we live by the beach so it's true it's people not like that 10 hot. minutes away from us are in way yeah. hotter weather so we're, we're here recording at my studio apartment as we do and i have no ac but it's not so bad it's not bad it's at really all not bad. it's really <laughs> nice actually so so how are you doing i'm good yeah. how are you <laughs> you just got back i know i'm in a i don't know i'm in like a weird I put it this way yesterday. I said, I feel like I'm in a serotonin hangover. Like, you Mm. know, when you have a really good time and then you come back to reality and you feel hungover and sad a little bit. So I'm feeling a little bit of that today. I went on a little solo retreat for two nights into the Sequoia Forest. It was something that, you know, I had all these plans of things I wanted to do this summer um, that were socially distant and safe and in nature. And I was kind of like, I don't know, waiting for a friend or, or someone to, to do them with yeah. or, you know, but everyone's so busy and everyone's got lives. And I was just like, why am I waiting around? Why don't I just do this by myself? And so I did. And so good. one of the first times I've ever completely just done something alone without, you know, I've, I've done things alone on tour, but it's like, okay, well, I'm still seeing people a lot. And so I just went by myself and got a cabin and uh, had a lot of solitude. And um, it was really, it was really wonderful and amazing. And yeah, so that was fun. And then this morning I kind of had this sad moment because I got kind of a mean comment on a video I posted. No, the really beautiful one where you're dancing. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes, you know, there are certain comments that I can just completely brush off. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones that I can't because it triggers something in uh, you. It's not even about the yeah. comment, but it's about what, what it triggers. Yeah. And for me, um, dancing has been this really insecure place. I, yeah. I quit dancing when I was 15 because, um, for lack of a better word, like I was bullied in my dance company hmm. as like everyone was by the upperclassmen dance so like, companies yeah dance companies Oof. like the underclassmen were just really the upper like the upperclassmen were yeah. really mean to me and so I quit and I hardly danced since and so I made this post about it and I talked about it and 
someone just said something about like, oh, it's all about you, Ray, or something with like a barf emoji. And it Ugh. really just made me, it just struck a chord and I got all up in my, I'm a selfish artist imposter syndrome thing. Mm. And so. So interesting on our self-promotion challenge I know, week. I know. <laughs> yeah. So <sighs> that's where I'm at. I'm just like a little bit, I don't know. I'm a little bit. I yeah, know, no, that in the dumps today. I feel like the combination of, like you said, coming back from this beautiful and peaceful time in solitude, yeah. um, where you're doing so much internal processing yeah. and work, and then coming back, and as much as we love Long Beach, it's a different rhythm of life, yeah. and so you're back into a more normal rhythm of life yeah. right now, and then those kind of comments. I get that. They can throw you off all day long. And yeah. it's always something, there's like a, something really particular about them. Cause we mm-hmm. can get like the crappy, like yeah. one off comments that are just, they don't even get to you. Yeah. But every once in a while, it does hit something. Yeah. And, and when it's that, and what we talk about here is like it's something dealing with your body, mm-hmm. your art. Um, the way that you're you're presenting yourself right. to to your community, that those are some of the core things yeah. that he hit on. Yeah, or she, <laughs> or she. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And so yeah, you, you can you can all hear the, the sounds of Long Beach today <laughs> because we refuse to close the windows no. because we need breeze yes, today. I'm we, sorry, everyone. We have to be able to breathe. This is the elements. <laughs> Um, I know. Yeah. It, uh, some of them just hurt and yeah. I am never one to, and it's funny cause I was telling you, I was like, I just wanted to delete the video. Yeah. What did you choose to do? I just left it. Good um, for you. I deleted the comment, but I love no, the video. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, we were talking about that because I think it's silly if you get like, it's funny how the, the brain works because you get like 15 positive comments and then one mm-hmm. that's negative and then mm-hmm. it makes you want to delete the whole post. And yep. I don't know, we were talking about that because I have deleted posts in the past oh that I got gosh. negative comments on. And um, it's, it's, it's I don't my knee jerk reaction. And yeah. if I don't like calm myself and sit with it and like remind myself that it's okay and one person's opinion doesn't define yeah. everybody's opinion, yeah. <laughs> I will knee jerk delete it yeah. and I do that at night too and it's the, it's a similar like nighttime for me I over process everything and yeah. like as I'm falling asleep if there's something that I feel all uncomfortable with mm-hmm. that I put out there or self-promoted or yeah. whatever I if I'm not really disciplined yeah. I will delete like everything I will even go to the point <gasps> as I, I, will, I, will, <laughs> I will go to the point of painting over whole paintings which I <gasps> am known to do which sometimes is a really healthy positive thing right and sometimes is just my brain getting to me at night and i i will just paint over stuff so that's why we have to have like enforced policies for ourselves Mm. you know like maybe like a policy for you could be when you have that idea of painting over something to give yourself a 48 hour waiting period like literally start your timer of 48 hours and like have me or someone hold you accountable like you're not allowed to paint over that for 48 hours and then if after 48 hours you decide that it's something you should do then do it so you over process at night i over process in the morning Hmm. and this very and when i did this morning when i saw that comment that made me sad 
I grabbed my phone as soon as I woke up, which I do have a habit of doing. Mm. And I was out of that habit for months and I'm back in it because for me, my brain is like a sponge in the morning. And um, I mean, at night too, I think I try to, I try not to look at my phone at night because anything I see will make me not sleep. It's just like the worst. But in the morning, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm like a little baby. Like my, (laughs) my, my brain is just like, (laughs) like, little sponge like Completely you know influenced yeah very impressionable yeah. and um something happening in the morning can affect my whole day it can send me on like an anxious spiral and i've done so much work mm. to um dig myself out of um anxiety and having um had anxiety for years and i feel like i've done so much self-work of like really knowing um my triggers and mm. really knowing what times of day to do things and really knowing um, the things that hurt and la la la. And um, this is like me kind of breaking my rules and looking at my phone in the morning. With that said, and this is the last I'll say about this comment, (laughs) not give the comment so much power. But um, I also do think that um, that criticism uh, is something we all should be open to. And Mm. I think it's hard. We we both, Erica, we're talking about how we both have a little bit of a hard time taking criticism um, because we take it very personally. Yeah. And that's why comments can be really hurtful. Um, But I try to, you know, this comment hurt me. So like, how can I take this as some kind of thing that Mm -hmm. can make me grow or some kind of criticism that I'm like, oh, you know, maybe um, I don't, you know what I mean? Like maybe there's something from this I can take because it obviously struck a chord. So maybe there's some kind of tender place in my heart that I need to mend a little bit. And I'm sure it has to do with my insecurities about being a dancer yeah. And all of that pain that I went through when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's gifts in these, in these yes. dark, dark, dark yes. little nuggets of time, you know. <laughs> Which, similar to solitude. Solitude, <laughs> yes. There's gifts in, in what solitude is for artists, yeah. I think. Um, even when it can sometimes seem like not... Um, I think sometimes it's really intimidating, but you yeah. were just on a retreat. So how did it feel? <sighs> it felt amazing. I mean, it mm. felt very scary in the beginning because um, I did some hikes alone and in the morning when I like, there was no one around. And it was so funny because I was on this hike on the side of this mountain, basically like, on a river, and I, I felt very safe. Um, and it was interesting because my brain kept saying, turn back, turn back, turn back, turn back. Mm-hmm. But my body would not stop. My body kept moving. And I'm so glad it did because it ended up being the most incredible hike I've ever been on mm-hmm. in my life. And one of the most incredible experiences of solitude I've ever experienced in my life. Um, but my brain was like, all this like fear, which was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And so it's so interesting how we process things in our brains and in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And usually my body knows best. Um, my mind and my brain is always trying to stop me and protect me. So what about you? Any solitude this week? This week? No. <laughs> I, you know, right now, because I, I think the like the main, the main moments of solitude are ones that I choose to be self-disciplined with it. Mm-hmm. I guess I will say I finally got a new studio light in my apartment cool. because I, for various reasons, the lights that I used to have, I don't have in there anymore. And 
at nighttime, again, at night, I kind of just shut down and I don't want to make anything and I just want to go to sleep. And once it's dark, I'm like, no, time to go to bed. Like sunset's great. Time yeah, to sleep. Wow. I'm like an early sleeper. But um, I got this studio light and I my days tend to be somewhat busy with other work than painting. Mm-hmm. So it was finally this moment of like, okay, now I don't necessarily have an excuse to not at least spend an hour painting at Mm -hmm. night or maybe two hours Uh rather than looking at my phone. So I did spend two nights this week painting and that felt probably the most like solitude that I've had for a while. And it's because of a light. So interesting. You never know what's going to turn it around for you. Yeah. 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 Super fascinating. Yeah. And you had this amazing interview. This week with Tiana Arviso. I know. She's one of my heroes. She's incredible. And her work is just out of this world. Yeah. I, everyone right now needs to go check out her work. What's her, her her tag, her tag, her tag. Um, let me look so I get it right. I believe it's just her name and we'll put it on the notes. Yeah. It's Tiana Arviso. Um, She's an incredible photographer. She'll introduce herself some, and you can hear about her work in the interview. Um, But she offers both of us some amazing insight into solitude and creating from those empty spaces that solitude allows for. What I really took away from her interview um, when I listened last night, and all of you will get to listen to very soon, was really just the essence of how grounded she is Mm -hmm. as an artist and as a human being, and how... You know, she, she's just so rooted in her artistic truth. Mm-hmm. And that was something I just really admire about her. Yeah, and you can hear in it, you'll hear, she's worked for it. Worked like, she's so been hard. incredibly yeah. intentional, which sometimes I just roll through. You're intentional, yeah. too. I really can roll through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm going to do a painting, and then I'm going to do this. And, then, and I'm not necessarily, like, what I hear in her and... It is this it's coming from her center and it's it's focused and it's intentional and there's so much good in that and um I think there's so much to fall back on when you move out of that space mm-hmm. because you know where it's coming from yeah that's something that I want to work on <laughs> I I really it's like I'm like what do I want to work on I just want to work on the Tiana factor you know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just the Tiana factor I was reading, just thinking about this week, reading an author I I really love. He's actually a theologian, Henry Nouwen. He wrote a book called The Wounded Healer, and he talks about solitude as a gift. And that, but it's a very tricky gift Mm. because some people, it can really destroy you if you don't see it as a gift and see the places of emptiness that it highlights as places you can fill with really good things. Mm. Um, Otherwise, you can get lost in the empty piece rather than that there's potential to fill with good things. Um, And I think, you know, as creatives, to see that space as a gift and to see those empty feeling moments as there's something good that can come out of this. And we can, what's amazing about humans is we can create out of nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Whether it's words or songs or... Um, using any elements you have yeah. around you um, or just ideas we create out of nothing. And that's yeah. what's unique about us. 
Yeah. So those yeah. empty spaces can be transformed, um, but it does take intention. And, and Tiana speaks well to that. Yeah. So it's very interesting talking about isolation because many of us have been, all of us have been forced into some sort of isolation mm-hmm. in, with COVID, whether that's isolating alone or isolating with people that you live yes. with or, or whatnot. And maybe for some people, it doesn't feel isolating at all because you have a huge family of people to take care of. You were kind of saying when we were prepping for this, yeah, it's a privilege. Like isolation yeah. can really be a privilege too yeah. because I'm not with four kids right. and working from home and trying to parent and right. trying to teach. Oh my gosh, shout out to all the parents who are trying oh to gosh. also educate their children, their children right now. It's unreal. It's we're unreal. really in awe of you. Yeah. Um, but... So for me, not much has changed, although the options of escaping my current, like, when things get, if I'm getting into a rough spot, yeah. my, like, usual route is, like, let's roll out. I'm going to go on a drive across the country. I'm going to go up to this yeah. city. And, like, Same. that, all my, like... Um, Escapism. Right. All the, <laughs> yeah. how, am I, how can I immediately change my situation really quickly? Mm-hmm. That's all gone away. Yeah. So um, it's meant sitting with things a little longer than I have before and not transforming my whole life at the drop of a hat, which I've been known to do. So not being able to run is scary and also Mm -hmm. a gift um, Mm -hmm. that we've been given in this this awful time um, Mm. of a strange silver lining because I'm the same way. And whenever I'm faced with something that I don't want to deal with, I run, I go somewhere, I change my surroundings and we have not been able to do that. And so, and I was running for three years on the road. Yes. You know, going from place to place to place. And it was a blast. But literally when COVID started, I just imploded. Yeah. So many things that I was not facing just like showed up. Yeah. And yeah. it's um it's been healing. Hmm. And I think it is interesting how solitude can be very healing. But in order to heal... And I think that's why it's funny how so many people have this, either solitude is something that they love or something that they hate. I feel like everyone has a very um, strong opinion about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, like when I first started meditating, you know, meditation was such a, it was a very, it was a dark place. It was like scary. I felt like my mind was a place I didn't want to go to. And so meditating was difficult, but... In order to break through to the positive, I think you have to go through some darkness mm. in solitude and in meditation and in self-reflection. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel good now in solitude, but I think in the beginning when it started, it was really hard for me. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> are you ready for this interview? I'm so ready for the interview. I'm so ready. Let's jump in. Yay. <laughs> this is so great to finally even virtually meet you. It's true. There's I feel like we've had some like quick encounters like like we could have met but then the timing was yeah. off. Right. And I've followed your work now I think for almost 2 years and you know what's so funny is I um 
cleaned my whole apartment before this virtual conversation because it feels like the closest thing to like hosting or meeting anyone new right now that we can do is is being online and talking (laughs) it's true it's true I've I've been looking forward to this but um yeah, yeah I I came across your work a couple of years ago because of the company I work with, Undervoice Hat Co., and was just immediately blown away um, and then have followed what you do now for um, the last couple of years. Um, but could you just introduce yourself a little bit and, and the type of work that you do? Yes. Um, well, I am happy to be here with you right now. I feel incredibly honored just to be in the same creative space as you right now. Um, Mm. I am a photographer. Uh, I do landscape work, portrait work, commercial product photography. I, I like to keep the, um, the focuses open. Um, and I'm Mm. always up for a challenge and I'm always wanting to learn and just expand in any way I can. Um, Mm. and I've been doing this professionally for five years and it's been, I've taught, I've learned so much during that time and it's, it hasn't always been easy, but it's been incredible. And I've, I can't imagine having like a regular career and I, I really enjoy being my own boss. Amazing. And where are you speaking from right now? I am speaking from Colorado, Southwest Colorado. Cortez, right? Is that where you're at? Yep, that's where I'm at. I've gotten to drive through there. I actually really like that town, and I wish I knew that you lived there when I've been through there. Yeah, I've I've lived here all my life, and that's the great thing about now. Like, you can work remotely anywhere, and and it's it's still good. You're you're still creating. So. Right. And you still have access to so many of the same opportunities. Yeah, I really do. And it's it's it just shows that you can do anything regardless of where you're at, even if you're not in a big city. Definitely. So the first um, the first works I saw of yours, I think, were your landscape works where you're photographing these really expansive landscapes and then digitally imposing shapes and like more graphic pieces on top of those. And Mm -hmm. I was blown away. And I, I was thinking about it this morning and thinking about, you know, the work and the ways I've seen it transform over the years too. And the main word that comes to mind with your work is sublime. And I was like, I don't even really know what sublime means. (laughs) So I Googled it. And then I was like, yes, this is exactly the experience that at least I have and I imagine other people have with your work. But sublime is of such excellence, grandeur, or beauty as to inspire great admiration or awe. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the power of your work is it's so truly awesome. Like it – and and what we're talking about today is creating while in solitude. And um, I'm just curious, you know, to jump into some of the questions surrounding that. Um, but can you talk about um, the connection between your landscape work and your portrait work and, and particularly maybe your self-portrait work? Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of it captures stillness. And mm. when I mean stillness, I mean like when you photograph a portrait, 
you're capturing that person during that time of their life. And, mm-hmm. and you can always look back at a portrait and remember like your life around that time. And then with landscapes, landscapes are always going to remain the same. And you can always go back to a landscape and you just feel different in those landscapes. It's like just a moment of stillness that I capture within both of those Mm. subjects. Right. So in some ways you're capturing like a portraiture as a landscape too, because you're finding that stillness in the moment with that person. Yes. That's really interesting. And what, what role has solitude played for you in your creative practice and how, has anything changed for you with COVID and this kind of collective solitude that we're all experiencing? Um, It has definitely, with COVID, it has definitely challenged me creatively. Um, I'm used to traveling and having the flexibility of just going out whenever I can um, without any thought. And now you have to be mindful of your actions and mindful of how your actions affect others. Mm. And this time has been completely transformative. And in other ways, it's been like heavy to where it's been like, can I still create with all of these limitations? And that's Mm. the challenge itself. And this period, this period of solitude has allowed me to stop and reground myself. And it's asked me to question myself and see what's serving me creatively and what isn't anymore. Mm. And just kind of reevaluating my truths and, and honoring myself more. Yeah. And can you, can you dive into a bit? What, what are some of those things that you've identified during this season that haven't been serving you creatively? Um, that little voice inside my head that is always picking on these little things um I've been I think all artists face that um and I'm trying to separate that voice from the truth of who I am Hmm. and not to get distracted by that and I feel like that that takes a lot to like stop and be like wait a minute you're not those voices that you say you are and They kind of just mess with the funk of things and it's just a complete distraction. Right. And and we talk about this a lot because both Ray and I, just like you, operate a lot online and that's how we connect and how we support the work that we do. But it really does. It's so wonderful. It's such a privilege to be able to show your work to other people at that that scale, Mm -hmm. but it also opens you up to so many different voices that can become internalized. Um, Do you find that with putting your work out on the internet and and the self-promotion that you do so beautifully and so authentically? But um, is that something you wrestle with as well? Yes, for sure. Um, Social media, it's it's a good thing and it's like a negative thing. Um, (laughs) But I I do enjoy those moments where you do get to connect with other artists and they like uplift and inspire you and they encourage you to create things that you, it's just like that good energy. Like whenever somebody connects with you on, it's just like a click. They just get you, they understand 
the struggles behind creating and and all of that. Right. So how do you self-motivate though? Because you're prolific too. Like you will have, I mean, you're truly not that like, you're not like making trends, but you are, or like, you're just always ahead of the game. Everything I see from you, you put out this like digital remix of your brother the other day. And I'm like, you're so freaking good. (laughs) I just want to like know how your brain is like coming up with all these. You're truly paving the way, I think, for a lot of um, young photographers uh, and just trying new things. You're fearless in trying new things. So how how are you self-motivating in solitude to be creating these incredible images? Um, I feel like there's a period where I did let outside influences affect me and I mm. was like wanting to do whatever Instagram liked the most. And I just realized mm. how unhappy I was doing that. And I'm like, no, Tiana, this is not, this is not it. And anytime I have an idea, I go with it. And that's what I was talking to Cameron about who I created that portrait of. He's my brother. Um, yeah. I was like, I texted him. And I said, hey, I need your help. Can you help me with an idea? And he's like, what is it? And I'm like, I have an idea for a portrait. Let's try it. And it it just it unfolded. And I feel like when you have those moments of inspiration, you need to act on it as quickly as you can. Yeah, definitely. And are you... Would you say you're in a daily practice of making or does your rhythm look a little bit different with creative inspiration? I feel like creativity is something that is daily, no matter what, like creativity Mm. can, it doesn't have to be your, your main medium. It can be like cooking, drawing, Mm. it can be music. It's, it's something that's incorporated into your life that it's just something natural that you do. And I think that's what keeps your creativity flowing is by having those other outlets to kind of keep you consistent. Oh my gosh. I agree. I, I, and I, we, we talk about this on the podcast too, but I think that's part of the detriment that, you know, we have as in the conversations around being an artist is we don't talk about it more holistically. Um, and we we really minimize it to one very limited piece of our life and don't take into account how necessary every other aspect is and even like you i know you collaborate with your brother your mom's also a photographer like what role we're talking about solitude but you also do have family and community within that and how how do they influence your creative process um well, my family, we're all creative, and that's one thing that I, I hold close. Our creativity has completely brought us together to where mm. we we understand each other. And with whenever you're creating and there's others that are around who don't know, like, like relatives, they don't really know exactly what you do or you try to describe what you do for a living, and it's so different. And they just don't get it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
And so with my parents and my brother, they, everybody kind of does the same thing in a way to where, to where there's patience and understanding and there's just so much openness that allows that to just be free and not confined. That's incredible. What a deep connection to. to It really is. It's, it's, it's so incredible because I get to enjoy these expansive landscapes with my family. And that's another memory that holds within those spaces. Definitely. Who, who was the first one to pick up a camera? My mom, she, she inspired me and I will always say that she inspired me. And I used to go with her out in the evenings chasing the sunset and when I was my younger self, I would just eye roll at him like, come on, let's go. And then, <laughs> and then I like, I woke up and I'm like, wow, I'm so happy. I have these memories with you. Yeah. And she is it, such an impressive photographer as well. I love her work too. And I, um, I actually grew up with a dad who does photography too. And it, Aww. I think, you know, even subconsciously, like you said, there were times where it was like, oh, really, you're going to be taking all these photos of my theater in middle school, yeah. you know? Yeah. And <laughs> it's always like, you always have a camera, but subconsciously <laughs> it grows something in us and it, it, it allows it for space to create. It really does. And it's, I think it holds a greater connection with your parents um, mm-hmm. because we've grown closer because of that. And whenever there's something that we're stuck on creatively, we always have each other to reflect on. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's a cool connection. Although I will say shooting weddings with your parent, my dad and I got real burnt out on that real quick. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've done a wedding with my mom and that is so tough. (laughs) I did one wedding and I was like, not again. No, I wedding. I truly, truly admire wedding photographers. They are um, tenacious and strong people. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, wow. And now, whenever I see any wedding photography, I'm like, wow, you're you're amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people don't understand the emotional toll of being a wedding photographer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the exhaustion afterwards I'm like get me out of here seriously (laughs) so I read this incredible quote from your most recent blog post and I love it because it it's like exactly the essence of what we try and get at on this podcast so I'm just gonna read your words to you but I would love to um just talk hear from you about embodiment and art making because you wrote Once you start to photograph yourself more, you'll begin to recognize what works best for you. You'll begin to see how your body moves and what facial expressions are best for you. Self-portrait work has completely transformed how I view myself. In the beginning, I used to be hard on myself. As I continued, my grip loosened and I began to see a different side of myself that was full of confidence. I love that. (laughs) So what... Yeah, can you talk about your body some and how our bodies are connected to making? Okay, so over within the five years of creating photography, I've worked on myself um, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, which has translated into my work. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I photographed myself when I was in my lowest of depression and I photographed myself during those those high moments that I hold close and I've seen my work fluctuate in emotion and I can if I lay my work out it's like a map of my my um healing journey of of myself wow and and I guess that was my next question for you it has photography been healing for you it it 100% has it has helped heal inner trauma and I always talk to my audience about my struggles with depression and anxiety and it's been my voice for when I had nothing to say and it's I enjoy any moments that I get to dance with like creativity and inspiration um, because those are moments that have brought so much light to me during those dark times. Wow. What would you say is the recent photo that has been a really healing moment for you? Um, I recently did a portrait with graphics on them and there's flowers and I stopped and I looked at that and I was like, I feel like I'm finally blooming. And Mm -hmm. that's what those flowers represent is the bloom that I feel within myself. And I feel like I'm standing more tall than I ever have. Hmm. I love that piece. And if you're listening, that that's the one on your Instagram recently, right? Yes. Yes. Amazing. Hopefully people head over and look at that. So a couple final questions, even though I just, I just want to meet you in person. I like the, the amount that I talk about you. (laughs) I love your work. Um, But what do you recommend to people who are most likely in solitude right now who want to create, but don't know where to start? My advice is to create and to create regardless of the outcome and to not let fear or the inner voice distract you because it's any, it's a distraction from any opportunity of collaborating with creativity and inspiration and forget not about having, forget about not having the right equipment. If Mm. you have an idea, take it and run with it as fast as you can and just enjoy that moment. Right. Utilize whatever you have. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) Anything. I, I will like some of the stuff that I do, I'm like, I, I'll just work with it. And, um, for, for a long time I worked with like a beginner kit camera and I just barely Mm -hmm. upgraded. And the things that I created on that beginner camera has led to everything that I have now. So it doesn't matter any about equipment. It's how you use that equipment to tell your story. Mm. And and so many of us have phones right now too, right? Yeah. So we, we immediately have access to a certain way of either recording or photos or video. Um, so I really, I've read that in your blogs too. I love that you encourage people to, to utilize yeah. what they have. There's, um, there's like so many apps that creative apps mm. that you can just download and just play around with. Um, you don't need like special programs. You don't need Lightroom. Like there's free apps on there and just take advantage of those tools and just 
explode and learn and create. So good. Do you have a favorite app you use for creating? Um, I, I really like just the quick, um, let's see. It's like Photoshop Express. It's like Photoshop Express. It's like simple. You can just edit your photos real quick and it's, it's free and it's, it's just quick. Amazing. I need to download that. I've never heard of that. That's dope. Um, and then I guess my final question for you is what does it mean to create well? Um, creating well for me means to listen to yourself. It means Mm. to not let those outside influences control your creative journey and to like follow your inner compass. Mm. I love that. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about solitude because it's so evident that you do truly listen to yourself and your work. Um, And even if your work just comes directly from your center and you can see that. It really does. And it, it's taken a long time to get to this point. I've, Mm -hmm. I've been asleep before and it's, Hmm. it's great to, to really stop and listen to yourself because we go so long with not listening to ourselves to where our bodies are rejecting things and we don't realize that they're rejecting things and they influence our mental and emotional state and even our physical state sometimes. Definitely. Mm. And to be aware of that is half the battle, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It takes a lot. Yeah. Well, you are a a great person for people to follow along with and watch um, the space you create from. So where can, um, if anyone's listening, where can they find your work and where can they support your work? Um, You can find me on Instagram and my handle is at Tiana Arviso, T-Y-A-N-A-A-R-V-I-S-O. And my website is tianarviso.com. Super easy. And you sell prints. You also do some um, gorgeous beaded and crystal jewelry, right? Yes, I do. I, I've been enjoying selling prints. Um, it's I, I, I just like sharing my work with everybody. And my hope is that my, my prints bring light to anybody's space and just kind of make them feel great. So good. Well, it is such an honor to talk with you. Thank you for making the time um, and sharing some of your wisdom with us all. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. I am so grateful to be here with you. And I thank you so much. Yes. And I hope we can connect in person someday soon (laughs) and collaborate. Oh my gosh. I just want to learn from you. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) <laughs> I, I want to learn from you and I love your work and your voice mm-hmm. and I we will manifest this and it will happen yes yes <laughs> so soon all right have a beautiful day say hello to your family and oh. um thank you again from all both right. of us Ray and I thanks all right bye-bye all right. bye and now for the create well challenge of the week so for this week's challenge in the theme of solitude and facing your fears into solitude, <laughs> we challenge everyone, and we will do the same, to take a walk 
for 30 minutes without your phone. So good. But but it please, sounds so easy, it's but so it's so easy. scary. <laughs> please go in the daylight. Please know where you're going. Don't get lost. We don't want to like hear that the creative will challenge cause somebody to get lost or <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. But yes, it's gonna be really good. It's gonna yeah. be good for me. I can't remember the last time I've ever gone anywhere without my phone <laughs> dang oh my god even when we work out in the morning I or know, whatever we, we got the phones 30 so. minutes without your phone yeah we believe in you thank you all so much for joining us this week and if you're interested in supporting us please join our patreon the followers there will have exclusive access to monthly live q a's extra photo content and giveaways and thank you to our first patron, executive producer, Susan Anderson Nelson. This week's featured musician is the Oshima Brothers, and this is their song, So Cold. I guess I lost you in the skyline Too many things ahead to look behind I guess I lost you to the wild night Ten million candles in the sky You got no brakes on the freeway you got handfuls of my heart You're so cold When you hold me I don't want the chills to go away When you hold me Felt like we were whole But now I fall apart with all this space You roller coaster to Freeway, and you got handfuls of my heart.